took a few seconds longer to start than I was expecting <laughs> to. Whoops, this has clearly We're been a while since we've practice. done this. Just a few. Hi guys, welcome back. Chronicles of Fiction. That is the name, right? That is the name of this thing that we started a long time ago. Seems like forever ago. Here we are, two months later. Let's just say a month, because Was it really only a month? Oh, that's what you said. None of the month. Well, what's the date? It's been like a month and a half. Oh, okay. So a month. Yeah. Something like that. If you take weekends out of the equation, then a month. Which we are. So yeah, a month. Just take yeah. the weekends out. They don't count. So yeah, welcome back, Chronicles of Fiction. Sorry it's been so long, guys. Yeah. Um, you we suck. No, we're, no, no, we're coming up with excuses here. You we had suck. a job change. I did, I did. Slightly. I did have a job change. Yeah. So I was working two jobs. Uh, I was originally doing it to where I worked one one day and the other one the next day, but then it got to where I had to work both of them on the same day for five days a week. So it just got to be too much. I didn't have time in between to record and reset my sanity so (laughs) yeah uh but now i've got it worked out where i have more time so um we're back we're back yeah sierra has no excuse other than the fact that she's been traveling yes uh literally all the time kind of yeah like every weekend not like almost every weekend almost okay for about three weekends straight yeah yeah which is fine World travel here. Just kidding. She's just going to Detroit. I'm just not really. Going to <laughs> She's just going to Michigan. Just kidding. Not really. <laughs> not not a world traveler. Not a world traveler. <laughs> you did go to Kentucky though. I did go to Kentucky, but I'm pretty sure that's on the same level. As it Michigan. is. <laughs> it basically is. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. We were so just busy. Life just was busy, mm-hmm. and so we apologize. But also, I hope your life was so busy that you didn't miss us that much. Yeah, but. If this is the only thing you have to look forward to in your life, then mm, maybe Messages maybe counseling. Yeah, maybe counseling. We'll get you some counseling. <laughs> Just kidding. We won't. <laughs> we don't know counselors. <laughs> we need our own counselors. <laughs> we do. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we know the contest has been over for a little while, <laughs> but. We're going to read Sands of Rune again tonight because um, Caleb is coming back into town this weekend and we're hoping to be able to record the contest winner episode with him. If not, we'll still, if we can't do it with him, we'll still record it next week. Um, But it'll just be us. Or it might be. No, it won't be. Caleb and Sierra, wouldn't that be great, you guys? The lovely couple doing their little thing. (laughs) Nobody reading the contest that. winners. I think they would. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm not. No, really. you're not. It's like the third time you've brought it up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. But I will you're do like, it. Cut me out. But, <laughs> wow. What a great reference. What a great reference. I love it. And for those of you who don't know that reference, you're too young to be listening to this podcast. Just kidding. You're not. You're probably the perfect age, actually. <laughs> It's from Full House, guys. What? Cut me out. Yeah. It's Uncle Joey. Yes, 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 yes. yes. She I'm didn't like, even I didn't know, even know her own. I probably reference. did. It just you do it subconsciously. Because so you you probably saw it on Fuller House. You probably saw him yeah, do it on maybe. Fuller House. Well, I watch Full House more than Fuller House because Fuller oh, okay. House is like. Yeah. It's just. It's not Full House. No, it's just like it's obviously a spinoff. And obviously. 
trying to be nostalgic and right. trying to throw back to Full House a yes. little too much. Yeah, I felt that. That's hilarious So you didn't even know you were <laughs> I was like, oh dear, please give me some context clues so I can figure it out before I have to ask. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> but no. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, um, I guess we'll just be reading some more Sands of Rune um, in the foreseeable future. I think we're going to try to at least finish this and then see where this goes from here. Yeah. From there. We'll see where we're at timeline-wise, especially yes. for you. Sorry. No, it's all right. It's fine. Just saying. <sighs> if anyone remembers where we were at, I very, very vaguely do. I'm glad you do because I ain't got nothing. They had met up with... Uh, a group of people on the road mm -hmm. that had not submitted to Sauron yet, right? Here. Sauron? Which one's the bad guy? Sauron. Sauron, okay. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Not the wizard. <laughs> I get them mixed <laughs> up so easily. Well, the kind of... Tolkien <coughs> does this thing where everybody has very similar names. It's yeah. like, bro. It's called lazy writing. Yes. <laughs> hey. Hey, even Tolkien was a lazy writer, you guys. Yeah, it's totally okay. fine. Um, so he had met up with this group of people, and they were, like, one of the last tribes to not kneel to Sauron, and so they were like, come talk to our, it was the prince that he met, he was like, come talk to my dad, like, we can rally our forces together, and then when they get there, they realized that Sauron's troops had, like, obliterated the, their entire tribe. And so then they vowed to be the death bringers to Sauron. How do you remember this? I'm literally the first line that says the Deathbringers, <laughs> and I was just like, oh yes, now I See, remember. See, I was like, the Deathbringers, well that's cool. <laughs> and I had nothing. <laughs> uh, this is props to you, Caleb. Very good writing, because that's how, I've after, after being gone from this for almost two months, that's how I remembered yeah, it. See, so, why, good writing on, on his end. Yeah, and this is why if I don't remember something you write, it has nothing, most of the time it has nothing to do with your writing. It's just me. <laughs> Like, I do Are have you a, sure you read I this do before? have a better memory, but that's the same with me and your book. I I remember more of his stuff than I do from Younger Prince, wow. and I don't know why. Isn't that interesting? Maybe because you're reading it out loud. Very well could be. I've heard that, that when you're studying be. for a test, study out loud. It helps you remember it better. Be so that reading. could be it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'm just gonna have to read Younger Prince. I'm just gonna turn Younger Prince into an audiobook. Is that cool? No. <laughs> <laughs> that way I can actually remember. Because apparently I don't remember anything from that book. Yeah, she keeps like bringing up scenes. Apparently and I'm like, I keep is... adding scenes to yeah, it that didn't Great, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm going to add that now. Because that's cool. Yeah, um, but if you haven't read Younger Prince yet, definitely go read it. She's almost done, mm. right, with the final edit? Uh, I was going to be, and then I got some feedback. Oh, so yeah. So now i got to fix things. As... Writing goes. Rose writing goes. But still read it. Give her some more yeah. feedback. Yeah, I would appreciate it. <laughs> I know she appreciates it. But it, all in all, it was still really good, even with all the uh, critiques that you're making. So. Yeah, Sorry, I don't remember any of it. It has nothing to do with your writing, I promise. <laughs> no, it probably is because you're reading it out loud. Like, that makes I sense. I bet it is, yeah. Maybe I should do it with my own writing because I don't remember squat. Well, that might be a good idea. I've gotten my Just pick a sibling. Like, Did I put that in the book? Just pick a sibling, pay them like $2 to sit there and listen. 
There you That's go. true. I did do that. With, I made Brianna read me the first draft, which never, never read the first draft out loud. Yeah. But, and she got like halfway through and she's like, I'm done. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> care. You're going to sit there and I'll read it to you. <laughs> yeah, I realized all you got to do, especially with the little ones that have no concept of the value of money. That's true. Just $2 or, and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll be, they'll sit there sit and there. do it. Because to them, $2 is a million. So, yeah. yeah. Plus the idea of me looking in their general direction. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's paying attention to us. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well I guess we'll just dive into this. No news. other news or anything. Not that I no, can think of. Can talk about None of us have seen the Tolkien, Tolkien movie yet. Yeah. If anyone has seen it, number one, don't spoil it. And number two, but how was it? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, we haven't seen it yet. It did not come to a theater near us, which uh-uh. is stupid. But Even also, in Kentucky, we couldn't find one there either. Cause well, like, that doesn't shock me. <laughs> well, no, you're not wrong. But, like, we were really wanted to go see it. Yeah. Um, they had it here, but it was, like, an hour more away, just in the bigger cities. We live in a... We live, like, in the middle of, like, three or four major cities. And it, so it went to those cities. Just it didn't come to us. I'm yeah. guessing it was just playing in select theaters. But... I'm also hoping that because it was only playing in select theaters, it won't take as long to get to DVD because it's oh, normally it's normally four months from theater that's to a long DVD. Time. So I'm hoping it won't take quite that long, and then I'm going to rent that. Yes. Probably buy it, but definitely rent it and watch it. So. Yeah, because if you buy it, they'll probably like special features and stuff. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So I live for special features. I know, me too. Deleted scenes. Yep. But if any of you guys have seen it, let us know how it is. Just don't spoil it for us. Not that you can really spoil it. I mean, it's a movie biography on someone yeah. who's already lived. So, But um, but still. But yeah, let us know how it is because we haven't seen it yet. And y'all know how excited we are. Oh, but I did find out that uh, for anyone who has or even hasn't seen Game of Thrones, obviously you know it was one of the best shows on mm-hmm. HBO for years. And uh, one or two of the writers that wrote most of the best episodes in that series have now been put on the Amazon Lord of the Rings <gasps> show. No. Yeah, and most of them were battle episodes. Oh, so, so we might get some really so like, we might get good really good battle battles. scenes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that was exciting for me. I was so thrilled when I read that. Uh, even if you haven't seen Game of Thrones. Like, Maybe. you know, just by reputation, yeah, it's a great it's, show. It's, good. it's very good. Although I heard the ending wasn't critical, good, but I don't know. They, they shoved... The, the very last episode was good. It wrapped everything up. They just did it really fast. Oh, okay. You know, in a show that you normally would... They would document, like, travel from one place to another. It would take the whole ten episodes to cover maybe, like, a month... Well, this covered a lot of time in six episodes. Like, they just, they cut out a lot of the storytelling that they were used to doing in the previous seasons. But they they wrapped everything up. It was, I was happy with the ending. I was just thrilled when I found out that the writers of some of those episodes were going to the the Lord of the Rings uh, series. So, as you know, I will bring you any updates that come with that show. We just haven't had, we just haven't had any except for that. That was the only one that we've had since then. So... Because I'm That's so excited reason, for like, I'm that. I'm doing the podcast things because I want those updates. Because <laughs> I know like, you I have them. To check in with you on this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So hopefully, uh, any of you that are interested in that, um, 
it's looking oh, more and more promising as time goes on. Yes. I knew I knew it would be hit or miss. I've never actually watched an Amazon Prime show. I've seen Amazon Prime movies that are really good, but I was hit or miss. Oh, we did watch Amazon Prime show. We did, yeah. And it was actually very good, but it was very different than what Lord of the Rings is going to be. Gotcha. But, uh, but yeah, that made me very excited that they were going to put them on there. So, yeah. Okay, no more updates. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks for bearing with us. Skippers, here we go. Idiot. Skippers United. <laughs> I was trying to get Amber to, uh, to do, she said she was trying to listen to my favorite murder. She's like, I got almost done vacuuming before they even got into the first case. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I feel that. But most of the time, it's like entertaining chit-chat. Yeah, yeah. There's been a handful of episodes, and I'm like, eh, just skip it. Yeah. But not most of the time. I haven't listened to it in a while. i got to get back to it. All right, guys. So we are going to try to get through two chapters. We were going to try three, but now that we're nearly 15 minutes into this, yeah, it's probably only going to be two. So this is Sands of Room by Garethor Duna Dine. Yes. 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 I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> um... A.K.A. Caleb, who we had on a couple episodes ago, and who might be on next week. And this is chapter 22, come back, Desert Ambush. The Deathbringers proved to be excellent additions to our company, for not only were they fierce warriors, but they knew the lands of near Harad even better than Hadar's men. They saved us from many a dead end and quicksand pit, quicksand pit, and before long we were far into the deserts of Harad. The tribes that dwell here are almost certainly loyal to Sauron, and if they aren't, they'll still be hostile, Nadal said as he pulled his steed up beside me. <clears throat> A bloodthirsty savages they are. Just as soon as you run through just as soon run you through as look at you, Hadar said with a laugh. Doesn't your tribe live in this part of Harad? I asked skeptically. Yes, indeed. Where do you think I got my fierce manner from? He gave me a roguish grin and flexed his biceps comically. That's precisely the word I'd use to describe you. Fierce, I said, raising an eyebrow and smirking. After a moment of silence, Hadar spoke up again, having regained his pride. There are seven major tribes in this desert. Mine is the largest, and last I heard, six of the seven were unified under the red eye, and most of the smaller tribes followed suit. Is yours free still? I asked. No, mine was the first to join Mordor. We have a long-standing feud with the Gondorians, just like your people. Then which one isn't loyal to Sauron? That would be the Hatari. There are about five Momakai? Hmm. Five what? What's that even mean? I asked in confusion. Ah, sorry, Har Har Haradrim speak. I'm so used to being around my people that I forgot you and the pointy ears over there aren't Haradrim, he said, as he jerked a thumb back at Caladorn, who looked absolutely miserable at the back of the cabin. <laughs> it was clear that he didn't like the hot weather, and Hadar's comment made him roll his eyes in annoyance. A tribe's size is measured by the number of Mumakil they possess. The, the Hatari have five of them. That's a small number as far as other tribes go, he added. It was rare to see even one Mumak and Rune. I'm sure five would be quite a sight, I explained. Are we gonna... What are Mumak? Uh, we gonna, we're gonna elaborate on this? Are those the, like, not... I don't know. Mm. I don't remember. Caleb? What is a Mumak? And I don't understand. <laughs> Natal snorted in... Derision? 
No Mom, idea. Mama Kill aren't worth the trouble. We forsook using them many years ago when we stopped living a nomadic lifestyle. Well, <laughs> well, aren't you just posh and superior? Hadar replied sarcastically, then turned back to me. If trained well, a full-grown mama can carry several tons of goods. You can't beat that. Ooh, are they like camels? <laughs> oh, yeah, elephants, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine an elephant would carry several tons, yeah. not a camel. Wow, I'm not smart. I'm not smart. Uh, I'm sure they eat more than their fair share, though, I said with a laugh. True, but it's worth it when... Hadar stopped mid-sentence and glanced around furtively. We're being watched, he said. You're right, Caledron replied as he reined his horse in next to us. Let me guess, you know exactly who it is, I said with sarcasm. No, I don't. But whoever or whatever it is has been following us for two days now, he replied, not catching my sarcasm. They've done an excellent job hiding if my scouts haven't seen them, Hadar said. Perhaps we should try to catch them. They're far too wary for that, I think. They haven't done anything aggressive so far, so at the worst, they're spying on us. I narrowed my eyes. The whole point of taking this way was so we wouldn't be seen. I'll find out who it is, Caledorn said. Very well, but be stealthy about it. We don't want to spook whoever it is into returning word to their master, if they have one. Something about the whole situation gave me an uncomfortable feeling. I couldn't pinpoint it, but something wasn't right. The dark-clad elf, dark elf nodded and rode ahead for a ways before disappearing over a distant dune. I turned to look at Hadar and Nadal. I have a bad feeling about this. <clears throat> Just then a high-pitched screech echoed through the air from the direction Caledorn had went. Orcs, I cried as I spurred my horse into a gallop. Men, to arms, Nadal shouted to his knights. They formed a wedge behind us, and we charged up the dune. When we reached the top, we saw a battle unfolding. Caledorn was surrounded by at least thirty orcs, many of which rode large, warg-like creatures. A dozen or so orcs already lay dead, their dark blood soaking into the sand beneath them. Caledorn saw us approaching and shouted out to us, It was an ambush! Don't let any escape! I drew my sword and let out a cry as I charged, charged towards the nearest orc. As I rode past him, I swung my weapon, sending his head flying into the air. Behind me, Nadal's warriors made contact with the other orcs, and the impact of their charge killed many of the enemy immediately. More! Over there! Nadal yelled as he pointed toward a nearby dune. Many more mounted orcs poured over it, too many to count. Make them come to us, I replied, as I beheaded another orc. Nadal rode past and skewered one with his spear before turning his horse around to face me. <clears throat> There are too many. They outnumber us two to one, and the creatures they ride are fierce. Our horses are afraid of them. <clears throat> They're cowgores. I've seen them before, I shouted back over the din of the battle. Retreat to the top of that dune. They won't be able to gain momentum for a charge. I spurred my horse away as Nadal yelled out the retreat orders. As Nadal yelled out the retreat orders. More caragor more riders continued to appear over the dune in a seemingly endless stream. Caledorn was still in the midst of them all, cutting them down in swaths. I rode to his side and began to help him, but soon it became clear that even he was getting exhausted from the fighting. Fall back. I'll cover your retreat, I yelled to him. He nodded, and after fighting through several more orcs, we broke free from them. Caledorn urged his horse into a gallop and rode up the dune toward the rest of our forces, but as I tried to follow, I was cut off by a massive, massive orc on a white caragor. Looks like you're all alone, princeling, the orc growled, practically spitting the last word. His caragor <coughs> growled menacingly in anticipation. 
So you know who I am? Good. I haven't had the pleasure of making your acquaintance before, I replied, with as much nerve as I could muster. Well, no, well, know that it's War Chief Ergs that's gonna kill ya, the org roared as he swung his crooked sword at me. I deflected the blow and countered with the slash that made the Karagor he rode jump back. It gave me the opening I needed to ride forward up the dune. I made my way toward our group, but I heard the war chief howl out in anger behind me and give pursuit. My horse, being of elvish stock, wasn't used to the sand, whereas it was clear that the Karagors were. The orc was gaining on me quickly, and there was little I could do to make my horse go faster. I could see that the rest of my men were surrounded at the top of the dune and were fighting for their lives. Even if I did make it up there, even if I did make it up, there wasn't much chance of survival. With this in mind, I spun my horse around to face the war chief, which visibly surprised him. His mouth stopped abruptly and he let out a raspy laugh. You're a brave one, but also foolish, he said with an evil grin. Those turned out to be his last words. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a silver arrow pierced his skull and his smirk faded as he fell from his caragor with a thump. The beast had no time to react either, for two more silver arrows silenced it as well. I spun around to look at the direction the arrows had come from. To my surprise, there were at least seventy warriors coming over a nearby dune, wearing strange armor and riding large beasts, the like of which I had never seen before. A deep, booming horn echoed through the air as they charged recklessly into the orc ranks. I made eye contact with Nadal, who looked equally as confused, but he responded quickly, ordering his and Hadar's warriors to ride to the strange new army's aid. This proved to be unnecessary, however, for the orcs seemed terrified of the strangers and their massive mounts, and they began to flee with cries of despair. The strangers didn't let them go, giving chase and cutting them down as they fled. Our, man, our men cheered at the sight, but I was more reserved. Just because these newcomers were enemies of the orcs didn't mean they were friends of ours by any means. Nadal and Caledorn rode quickly to my side, followed by the rest of the surviving warriors. Who are they? I asked, hoping one of them would know. I don't know, Caledorn and Nadal said in unison. They're wraiths, one of, the Ned one of Nadal's knights shouted as he made his way to the front of the rakes. Omens of evil they are. There are legends in Harad about them. Murmurs of agreement came from the other knights. Nadal seemed to remember something also. Among our people, we speak of beings called bleak riders. They are only seen only in times of hardship and danger, and when they are, death and suffering follows in their wake. I looked out into the desert, where any sign of the orcs or strange riders had disappeared. I then surveyed the dead orcs and caragors on the ground. If this is the death they leave behind, I'm not completely objecting to it, I said skeptically. These bleak riders, are they men? No, my lord, the knight who had first mentioned them said they are beings from another world they cannot be killed so the legends say nadal said doubtfully they can't exist it's impossible and if they did they'd have killed us too they're no friends of the haradrim our mothers use them to scare children into obeying it's a load of rubbish hadar scoffed i don't believe in spectral riders well i think we shall have our question answered soon calidorn said as he pointed as he pointed a black gloved finger off into the desert the riders were coming back Interesting. I'm intrigued. Interesting. I'm intrigued. Sorry, my computer's slow. It's not intrigued. And here comes the yawns. Hello. Oh. Chapter 23, An Invitation. 
The strange army stopped a short distance away, and an eerie silence pervaded the battlefield. Unsure of what to do, I consulted with my companions in a hushed tone. Well, they're not hostile, at least not yet, I said. <clears throat> Let us hope they stay that way, Caladorn asserted as he glanced over his shoulder at the strangers. We should send someone to treat with them, Nadal said. I'll go. Hadar will go with me. The rest of you will stay behind. I pulled my silken mask away from my face and took a deep breath. Stay wary, just in case. Just as we finished our discussion, it seemed as if the strangers had too. Three riders split from the army and made their way slowly toward us, waving a tattered piece of black cloth on a bamboo pole. I covered my face with my scarf and spurred my horse forward. As we got closer, I discerned more details. Their faces were each covered with grotesque metal masks, into which strange faces seemed to be engraved. The rest of their heads were covered in scars, except for the leader who wore a strange horned helmet that matched the color of his mask. The beasts they rode were solidly built herbivores of some sort. Horns protruded from the front of their faces as well as along the sides. Their skin was leathery and in a tannish brown color. The helmeted man made strange clicking noises to the other two men and they all stopped. I raised a hand and Hadar and I stopped as well, about ten yards from the strangers. Do you understand me? I said loudly. No response. The silence was uncomfortable, almost unnatural. Our horses were restless, and it was all I could do to keep Sardal from bolting. The strangers were still, and their creatures didn't move a muscle. I am Rukil, I said as I pointed at myself. Again, no response. After a moment, I decided that I would stay silent as well and make them make the next move. Finally, the leader stirred. Rukil is a good name, the rider said, haltingly, as his head dipped in a slight bow. It was clear that his grasp of common speech was poor, or at the very least, unpracticed. Who are you? I asked. My name, Rayuna. These, Hatomo Tagashi. Are they Japanese? <laughs> I don't know. He motioned toward his companions, and they too bowed. The man named, H H what did I say, Hatomo? Sure. The man named the man named Hutamo, who wore a bright silver mask engraved with a single teardrop, rode closer. I am the only one in our group who speaks your tongue well, he said. I will translate for Priliator Ryuna. After saying this, he turned to Ryuna and made a series of clicking noises, and Ryuna responded in kind. First, he wishes to extend his thanks for aiding us in defeating the orcs. Orcs are a scourge, 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 blah. And, is in, and it is indeed good to see enemies of them. Second, he wishes to know your business here, for you will soon be in our land. We wish to travel to Kand. Our reasons are our own, I said cautiously, but respectfully. Throwback to uh, Frodo uh, coming into the Prancing Pony yeah. in Bree. Yeah. And he was like, what are you guys doing here? He's like, blah, 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 our reasons are our own. Our reasons are our own. <coughs> Rayuna, go ahead. I was just gonna say I want to rewatch this. I know. It's been a while. Uh, Rayuna spoke again, and Hatamo quickly translated. Priliat, I don't know how to say this. Priliator Rayuna is satisfied with your answer. He wishes to extend an invitation to feast at his stronghold tonight. Your worthy soldiers will all be provided for as well. We gladly accept, but first, if I may ask, who exactly are you? I am Hatamo. I thought we were already introduced, my lord. 
The man tilted his head sideways, and it was the first time in a conversation that I felt less uncomfortable than he seemed to me. No, I mean, your people, are you Haradrim? Rayuna and Hatama both laughed at this. No, definitely not. I will be explained tonight at the feast, Hatama said. Very well. We will follow you there then, I replied with a gracious bow. The three warriors returned the bow and rode back to their army. I turned to Hadar. They seem friendly enough, I said. He nodded, despite their appearance. But I don't trust them. Something about this invitation that they extended seems suspicious. If they had wanted to kill us, they'd have done it already. They outnumber us at least two to one. You're right, but it's more of a gut feeling. Something feels wrong. Hadar's eyes narrowed, and he lowered his crimson scarf. Then stay wary. I'll order the men to do the same. But for now, let's get a move on. I spurred my, force, my horse forward and reined her back toward our army. When we returned, Nidau approached us wearing a curious expression, Caladorn falling closely behind. Well, they didn't kill you. I suppose that's good, he said as he looked us up and down. Who are they, and what did they say? I'll answer the second question first because I don't have an answer to the first question. They asked us to feast with them at their fortress and said they'd tell us more when we arrive, I said. That seems unusual. Are we going? I would recommend it, Caladorn said. Why is that? I asked. I observed them when you were speaking with them and noticed two things. Those creatures they ride are bred for utility, not war, and many of the warriors are women. This leads me to believe that they are either nomadic or they have called a levy because they don't have enough trained soldiers. We already know they aren't nomadic because they have a stronghold, so my guess is that these soldiers are actually civilians and are only fighting because the enemy threatens their homes. I considered what he said for a moment. His observations were definitely true, and if his conclusion was accurate, these people were definitely allies, but I had doubts. If they're civilians, where did they get that heavy armor? It seems unlikely that they'd just have to be lying around. Their beasts are also well are well armored also, Hadar said. Good observations. I had overlooked both of those facts in my eagerness to find them peaceful, Caladorn said apologetically. Perhaps we should only bring a few of our men. That way, if things turn sour, we can request aid from outside. Excellent idea, my friend, Nadal said. I will bring... Excuse me. I will bring ten of my best knights in, and the rest will stand by. Ten of my warriors will come as well, Hadar said with a nod. I'll tell their leader that we left the rest behind as a matter of politeness, so he wouldn't have to feed so many. I wasn't sure if this was the best idea, but it was all I could think of at the moment. Solid plan, Kalidor said, voicing his support. I shall stay behind with the men. They know you, they know of you and Hadar, and it is wise that Nadal goes to represent his knights. But they have no knowledge of me. I will come to your aid if anything goes awry. Very well, Hadar. Now let's be off. Very well, Hadar, Nadal. Let's be off. The two joined me with their warriors. Now that the force was split from the main group, it looked woefully small. But it would be enough to hold out for a time should these strange people prove to be enemies, I hope. And that's it. There you go. Nice. I'm very intrigued. Me too, I don't remember this. <laughs> of course you don't. I really, I, I really don't. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm intrigued. I want to know who these people are. So, yeah. Yeah. Is that going to be it for today, you think? Probably. 
Yeah, because I think this one's a lot longer, and it takes us longer to read. Then actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, then, guys. Well, let us know what you thought of those chapters. Yes. Um, we'll probably be another week before we get back to this, since we're going to do the contest winners. Yes. Uh, and I would say who the winner was, but I don't want to say the wrong name, because I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> but... And then that means that once we get once we get done with the rest of Sands of Rune, or we just need like a one shot break, there are so many good ones from oh, the different good. rounds of the contest that some of them won, some of them didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, so good. Good. That we can use. I think we have uh, like fourteen more chapters left in this. So. So we might take a break halfway through. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Yeah, we could do two weeks on, two weeks off. So yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. You know we won't. No. It'll be, <laughs> what do you feel like reading today? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, guys. Well, let us know what you thought of that. Um, and stay tuned for contest winners next week. Probably Tuesday, maybe Monday. We'll see how it goes. Monday, yeah. Um, um, anything else that we needed to add? Don't think so. <coughs> You'd think we'd have more to talk about. After being gone for a month and a half. Yeah. Our lives just aren't that interesting. No, they're really not. Sadly. Did you ever watch the, uh, did you ever watch Frozen? Like, the movie that yeah. has played in the, yeah. I didn't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, they just released a trailer for the second one. Oh. I know, I kind of want to watch it, but. Think of it again? I don't know. Uh, they took their time making it, so that's a good thing. Because yeah, Frozen's been out for a while. That was Finding Dory, too. They took too much time on that. Yeah, that movie. <clears throat> but also, that movie was never... It was um, never going to live up. Well, it, the first one didn't set up for a sequel. That's true. It was meant it to was stand good. alone. Yeah. Uh, they would have been a lot better off making a TV show yeah. out of it, not making a second movie. Yeah. Which... Technically, they didn't make part two. It was literally just another movie with those characters. Right. It was Finding Dory. But, like... Um, but they still tried too hard. The same thing with Frozen. I don't think they they set up for a second movie. Yeah, no, because I don't remember, like, watching it. It, was, like, it was cleanly wrapped up, tied mm-hmm. with a bow tie, perfect movie. Yeah. Uh, like, The Incredibles set up for a second movie. It did, yeah. Now, they didn't follow through with it. Looking at you, Pixar. <laughs> but, uh, um, well, yeah, wait. because at the end of the first one, and we, now we have Incredibles too. Yeah, but is it about the mole guy? At the end of the first one, remember at the end of the first one, yeah, the mole guy was guy getting rid. But did they go into that in the second one? I don't think they did. But I thought the first one opened up with that scene, or the second one opened up with. The scene. Oh, it might have. I don't. But remember. it was like solved. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which things. is fine. I, that's fine. I guess they but, paid homage to it. But like they still set up for, hey, this family is going to go on more adventures. Mm-hmm. Whereas Finding Nemo was literally right. just he gets home and it's a happy little family. There's no setup for no, another movie. Same thing with Frozen. Yeah. Like it, you know, the sisters find each other and it's all like there is no second. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't actually watched the trailer for it, but. There was another movie. 
Oh. Are you gonna watch Toy Story 4? Oh, probably not. It's just, they I don't did even it, think I saw the third one. They did it perfectly because Toy Story 1 came out when my generation was all kids. Mm -hmm. And then Toy Story 2 came out as we're starting to grow up. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's babies in the house, there's younger siblings yeah. in the house. And then Toy Story 3, when Andy went off to college, came out when we were all going off to college. Yeah. So it was literally perfect. Yeah. And it was the perfect way to end our childhood. Yeah, and so this like, is just like a slap in the face. Like, okay, we know we're getting old. That's enough. Thank you. <laughs> so it's still y'all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, I probably won't watch it. Like, I liked what they did with the third one in that, um, you know, he was going off to college and the toys were finding a yeah. new home because it did correlate with our lives. But... It brought in a bunch of new characters that just weren't as endearing as mm -hmm. the original one. Yeah. So, no, I probably won't see Toy Story 4. Um, just not. Yeah, I mean, because I wasn't really a fan of the second or third one. Yeah. Like, it was. I love watching the first one. I watch it all the time. Funny. I watched it at Family Video all the time. I um, Besides, they were already taking all my money with Aladdin and Dumbo <laughs> and uh, The Lion King. So, yeah. So, yeah. You can suck at Disney. <laughs> I'm going to go see three of your other movies and not that one. Not that one. Suck it, Pixar. <laughs> They're very disappointed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. All right, guys. Well, till next week. Till next week. Thank you for joining us. Yes. We are Chronicles of Fiction. Bye. Bye.